Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best damn nation. It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I'm your humble host, Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn nation. Uh, first of all, uh, I have the Sultan of Spices, Senior Fuego himself. He is rocking the LA, uh, Los Angeles Lakers hat. Your boy, the one and only Chef Showtime, is in the building. How are you guys doing today? Oh man, we good, Chef. Good to see you, my friend, my brother. Uh, next up, this man does everything. He is everything. He's your mama's favorite wrestler, and he can whoop your daddy ass, Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. What up, what up, what up, what up? That's right, I'm back, I'm back, and I want to introduce someone whose ass I've actually whipped. If you look below me down, good people, this man, he's a phenomenal man. He's a great wrestler. He's a great competitor. But as you see, he's always looking up at me. That's right. We got the current, and I do mean that term loosely, current UPWA heavyweight champion, Jake Logan. We want to welcome you to the show. Well, let me uh, let me start off by saying it's your pleasure to have me on the podcast. <laughs> but one thing that you forgot, Mister Everything, is I beat you for this here title, this UPWA Heavyweight Championship. Oh, and Ooh. you know I've added a few more to the collection. You know, DCCW Heavyweight Champion just won this one on Saturday. The FWE Heavyweight Champion, you know. Mr. Everything might be Mr. Everything, but he's kind of nothing when he doesn't have a title. Let's let's break that down before we get into this podcast. You're Jake Logan, and you're great because you have all those championships, but if you take the titles away from you, what are you? You're just Jake Logan, but me without a title, I'm still a boxer. I'm still an MMA fighter. I'm still one of the greatest professional wrestlers out there i'm still a model i'm still an actor and i'm still the guy that's going to take those titles off of you how you feel about that the saying is as it always was if you don't like me fight me, fight me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh man i am jake logan damn it <laughs> anyways you wanted me on here to talk about me so let's talk about me let's talk about the great Jake Logan, man, listen, it's great to have you on the show. I, uh, first of all, I want you to know that I didn't plan any of what Mr. Everything said. <laughs> he kind of uh, just went up. I'm sorry. I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? We got a great, great guest, man. Uh, the real uh, Jake Logan, man. Uh, this man, he may share a name with Wolverine, but he makes Wolverine look like a 12-year-old girl when he's in that ring, Jack. The main man... Uh, let's talk about it, Mr. Jake Logan. First of all, how are you doing today, son? Uh, you know, I can't complain, man. You know, 
business is good with passion apparel um i'm a triple crown champion right now you know i i'm living good man living good oh man triple crown champion life is good man uh let's get to know a little bit about jake logan man uh the fans may not know that you started training at the tender age of eight years old uh most of us are playing with barbie dolls and hot wheels but you was in the ring kicking grown man's asses. Let's talk about it. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was living in Hinesville, Georgia. And my dad got involved with um, AWN in uh, Fort Valley, Georgia. It was All-Star Wrestling Network. Um, my dad was guided uh, under the the name of Bob Wire. His name, his real name is Will Gentry. He, he no longer wrestles anymore, but uh, my dad became a manager. Uh, and actually, it's funny that you bring up Wolverine because my dad's wrestling name is Jack Logan. And so he got the name Jack Logan. His brother's name is Jack. And his favorite superhero was Wolverine. So he used the name Logan. And so originally his name was going to be Jake Logan, but I was, you know, I was a, a little kid when he brought up the name to me and I was like freaking out because he couldn't be using my name, you know? So he ended up using his brother's name, which ultimately led me to becoming Jake Logan. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, your father was also in the military, am I correct? He was, he served in the army for 11 years. I was born in Lundstuhl, Germany. Uh, unfortunately, we, we moved when I was three months old, and that's when we ended up moving to Georgia. Well, how was your upbringing, man? Because your, your dad was in the military, and he was also a wrestler, man. They had to be a, a little tough. Uh, well, my, my dad didn't – I mean, my dad has wrestled matches, but he was mostly a, a manager on the outside. And so um, – like he learned how to bump, he learned the he learned the ropes and everything. Like he's had a few matches, but he wasn't a wrestler. He was a manager. Um, now he'll argue that he had so many matches with all his military buddies, you know, back in the day. But they were literally out there were just breaking each other's necks. <laughs> but you know, um, but yeah, my dad got involved with it, and um, once he started learning the business, he wanted to own his own business. And so after he got trained up and everything, like I was running around the ring a little bit, you know, before and after shows, learning how to take a bump, this and that. And then we moved to Texas in 2004. And my dad bought a ring. He had every intention to start his own company. And so, um, Bob Wire, Will Gentry, he actually brought that guy with him from Georgia to Texas so that um, he could start training some guys up to get ready for my dad's company. And so being in there with these, you know, 20 guys that are in their 20s, 30s, you know, um, I, I always have to brag because, man, I was eight years old out bumping these guys who are supposed to be so athletic and everything like that. I mean, there, there's one story where, where Will went super, super hard on me and he was doing a bump drill, but he was an old school trainer, man. Like he didn't care if you were hurting, I don't care. Get up and do it again. You know what I'm saying? So you got to imagine being eight, nine years old, bumping 
at like, you know, over and over and over and over again, that's going to wear a normal person out. But I'm, I'm doing it and I'm, I'm going full force. And then finally, like I take one last one, it knocks the breath out of me. And, you know, I just kind of roll out of the ring. I hear uh, Will yelling at me to get back in here and finish the drill and blah, blah, blah. And my dad knew, knew what this was. He was, my dad wasn't about to get involved because he knows what goes along with the training, but I just ignored Will. I, I went inside because the ring was actually in my backyard at the time. Cause we didn't have a building yet. And so I went inside, got some water and everything. My dad was like, Hey, are you okay? Are you going to be able to do this? And like, he's like, I can stop right now. And I was like, you know what? No. Like when I heard my dad say, I can stop this right now. I was like, absolutely not. And so I finished taking a drink of water, went right back out there, and I literally pushed the guy who was doing the bump drill out of the way and started doing the bumps again. <laughs> and right. so that's, you know, like that's how I've looked at things my whole career. Like I can stop this at any time, but I don't want it to stop. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go full force into, do, into whatever I'm doing. You know, uh, I, I'm very passionate about this sport, and, and my wife sees that, and I'm so blessed that she's – been along with me for this ride because I, I've given up a lot for wrestling. Let, let's talk about that real quick. How uh, how is it having the support system when you're wrestling? Because I know that can be something very uh, difficult for uh, people who have partners, right? To be able to see them put themselves through that torture and uh, have that type of schedule that you guys have, man. Um, let's talk about the, the strength that it takes as a partner for your wife to be able to see you do the things and still support you. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm super blessed to be in the position that I am with having her support me. I lived in Texas for 15 years before I moved out here to Florida four years ago. And I, I moved out here for wrestling and she was so cool. And, and, and she, she gave up like, dropped everything to just move out here with me, you know? And so I could never thank her enough for that. Um, but we were best friends in high school actually. And so I started my, I had my first match at 17 years old. So she knew me already as a wrestler, you know? Wow. Um, like <laughs> I, I remember um, I was 17 years old and I had just had my first tables, ladders and chairs match, but this wow. was a tag team tables, ladders and chairs match. Right. And I, I just remember taking a ladder to the head and it gashing my head open. And that following Monday, I see, I see my wife on the bus, who was my best friend at the time. And I'm like, oh, my God, you got to see this. Look, what's on my head. And I open it up and it's like all scabbed and red and like still like just dry blood. And she's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? But he, <laughs> like... <laughs> And that's a, that's a story she t- still tells the people too, man. Like it's, it's cool. Um, but I, I'm thankful because like I said, we were best friends in high school. So she knew me as a wrestler. Like I gave up attending junior and senior prom because I was wrestling those nights, you know? Um, wow. But she's, she's definitely one of the most supportive people I have in my life. And I'm so thankful. Yeah, man. Um, the partners are the unsung heroes in the wrestling game, man. You know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, I just want you to shine a little bit of light on your on your old lady. I know she's going to be happy when she hears this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, man, you, you started 
training at eight years old, living my dream. I was up here wrestling teddy bears. You was throwing grown ass men around. Uh, <laughs> and then you, you had your first debut match at 17. Um, and then you said you had a, 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 a table ladders and chairs match, man. Let's talk about that. Being that young and having the table ladders and chairs match, were you prepared at the time to, you know, go through a, a match of that magnitude? Looking back at it now, absolutely not. And, you know, like I should call up my dad right now and be like, what were you thinking booking that match? <laughs> but, you know, I, at the time, it was everything to me. You know what I'm saying? If Had I known then what I know now, I would have said, absolutely not, we shouldn't be doing this match. You know what I'm saying? But being in that moment, I'm glad that it happened. You know, everything happens for a reason, you know. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that it happened. It actually, it was a learning experience for me. Um, you know, hey, put your hands up maybe when a ladder's flying at your face. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I started wrestling at 17 years old. My first match was against the son of legendary Mr. Ebony, Tom Jones. Um, his name was Cody Jones. And um, he's still one of my good friends to this day. Uh, we had a great match. I was actually in two matches the first night I started wrestling. And it wow. was that match against Cody. And then that match, um, his uh, group at the time slid in as I was about to win, and, and they started jumping me. Wow. And so uh, there was like three other guys that hit the ring to make the save. And so – it turned into a eight man tag match for the main event. And so my, uh, my first night of wrestling was uh, definitely an experience. <laughs> yeah, man, you had your first match and then you got jumped and then it turned into an eight man match. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty yeah. eventful, man, for your first matches. Uh, wow. Uh, also see, man, that you were the youngest NWA national champion. Uh, yes, in the history of the company, man, let's talk about that. Uh, talk about your time in NWA and how did it feel uh, breaking barriers, man, and being the youngest NWA champion? So this is before Billy Corgan bought the company. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I wish that the I wish that there was some sort of a semblance of recognition with the NWA and, and, and my, my victory, but you know, all I can do is keep pushing hard and keep pushing and working hard and, you know, showing themselves that I'm, I'm somebody who can help carry a company, but at the same time, you know, it was, it's the most prestigious title I've ever held. Um, the NWA national heavyweight championship, uh, currently held by my mentor EC3. Um, which is kind of ironic, but, um, but yeah, it was uh, 2016. I was 26 years old. Uh, I faced the golden boy, Greg Anthony. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a hell of a match. I had the title for about three and a half months and uh, lost it in Tennessee uh, back to the golden boy, Greg Anthony. Oh man. So, you you wrestled in NWA. What was uh one of your most memorable matches that you had? I know we just talked about you, you know, winning the championship, but do you have any memorable matches from your time in NWA? 
Um, you know, I, I was I was blessed to be able to carry that title with me and defend it in a lot of companies. Um, I think one of my favorite defenses was when I went to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I faced Tyler Bate uh, before he became, you know, a, a bigger name than he is now. Right. Um, it was a lot of fun. He actually, and every time I'm around him, I, I, you know, have to give him a little punch in the arm because <laughs> we were going into this match and beforehand, he's like, Hey, um, I, I am just getting over a cold. I was like, great. Well, he does, he does, you know, he's a, he's a guy who's out there, you know, if you know, Tyler Bate. Um, and so there was a part of the match where he, he had me down and he opened up my mouth like this and he acted like he was going to spit in my mouth, like uh, to make it look like to the crowd that he was spitting in my mouth. Gross. And yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I knew it was happening. And then as he did it and he tried to fake it, I felt just the tiniest drop, just the tiniest drop touched my tongue. And I immediately oh. out of the ring and I was so grossed out and I was I was so mad because one, his spit touched me, like the inside of my mouth. <laughs> and two, all I could think about was, hey, I'm just getting over a cold. Oh God. Yeah. Not three days <laughs> later. Everywhere. Not three days later, I'm in bed, coughing, runny nose, sneezing. I was so mad, dude. And then I still had a title defense that same weekend. And so I had to tell the next guy, hey, I'm kind of getting over a cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll probably see if it was me and I wanted to kind of freak the other person out. It was like, I'm just getting over a cold. And tonight, the finish, I'm going to use a green mist. <laughs> so right. enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy that. Right. Oh, man. That's that's uh that's crazy. So look, you got a whole bunch of gold over there, man. I see the DCC heavyweight championship. Uh let's talk about that real quick, man. Hold up the glory, you know, show us the show us the gold. Yeah, I got I got three belts right here, you know. Uh I I don't mind saying over and over and over again that I beat Victor Andrews for the UPWA heavyweight championship. Uh (laughs) you know. (laughs) Uh actually the last time I defended it. Uh, against Victor Andrews was a cage match that I, you know, beat him, you know, all by myself, no help, you know. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How's, a, <laughs> how's this title look from the other side, brother? He, did you just say, did you just say by yourself? It was all he by said by himself. You by sure, his losses. You sure it was by yourself? Because I remember you having your cousin with you. And then there was an interference by one Mark James. Are you sure it was by yourself? Listen, whatever they decide to do is on their own terms, you know? Mm. They're their own men. I beat you fair and square. All I remember is you were laying on the mat, looking up at the rafters, and I crawled out of the ring. You you, you were pulled out of the ring. But it's okay. It's all right. Our pass is going to cross again. And when it does... I'm gonna put Anyways, you you're boring me. So time. here are my other belts. <laughs> uh, this is the DCCW Heavyweight Championship, uh, National Heavyweight Championship, who um, I beat DMC for. Uh, and it was about a year ago. So I've held both of these titles for 
little over a year now, you know. Um, uh, Victor, take a good look because you'll never touch any of them. Oh, uh, and then this one right here, I just won this past weekend, this past Saturday, the South, the FWE South Atlantic Heavyweight Championship. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the white strap looks good on me because I'm Jake Logan. Oh, man, I think that does look good on you, man. Uh, let's go over some of your monikers real quick. Do you have any uh, prominent monikers that you go by? Uh not that I go by, um, you know, I tell, I always tell the announcer, Hey, let it be known that I was the youngest NWA national champion in history. But you know, my, my tagline is if you don't like me, fight me. That's something I lived by my whole life. You know, uh, back in high school when I started wrestling, you know, I'd be in the football locker room cause I'd be doing football and wrestling at the same time. I'd have a, a football game Friday night and then I'd be in the ring Saturday night. You know, mm. um, but being in the football locker room, you know, tensions can rise and people are like, oh, you know, that stuff's fake, this and that. I've I've <laughs> I've had so many high school fights over wrestling being fake, you know, <laughs> and so it just got to the point where it was like, if you're going to come up to me and tell me this or if you want to start something, just take your first shot for free. I can't guarantee you'll land it. But hey, if you don't like me, fight me. If you don't like me, fight me. Do something about it. I like that. <laughs> I like that, man. Uh, Chef, you got some questions for our guest, Jake Logan. I do. I do. Uh, my, I got my first question. Uh, who will be a dream match? The camera's so bad. Are you filming from a toaster? Yeah, yeah, that's got the internet connection. Yeah, you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. I said, who, uh, who will be your dream match? Who will be your dream My match? What? My dream match. Dream match. Okay, so, um, I actually have two. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Uh, the match that made me ultimately decide to want to be a professional wrestler for the rest of my life was Jericho versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 19. Mm. Like that was the match that sealed the deal. That was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do as long as I can do it. Um, but I do work with the, with the WWE every two weeks. Um, so I'm in the performance center every other Tuesday and I've been blessed to be able to tell both Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho, that that was the match that made me want to do it. And um, doing work with AEW, I got to talk to Jericho about it, um, who was very gracious and said, thank you. That means a lot. Same with Shawn Michaels. Um, <laughs> Shawn actually, uh, he's funny, man. I, I got to tell him, I, I shook his hand. He said, thank you so much. And then he said, I'm sorry I got you into this shitty business. <laughs> <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> so, but if I if if I were to pick, it would be either Jericho or Shawn Michaels. Man, those are those are two legends in the game, man. And I know uh, Chris Jericho is still doing his thing down in the AEW, man. 
Uh, let's talk about your time down in AEW, man. You had two matches there, I believe, or probably more than that, if I'm not mistaken. But I know uh, I saw I two yeah, uh, matches um, that you had on Dark. Definitely. Um, I had three. I had one more recently than the other two. Um, the first match that I did was me and um, Ryzen and one other guy. I feel so bad because I always forget his name. Um against the factory qt marshall uh nick camarado and aaron solo um they beat us pretty badly <laughs> um and then the second match that i did was me and another guy versus um uh brian pillman jr and griff garrison uh brian pillman's so cool like he's such a down-to-earth guy man like Literally, like, you can just go up to him and have just the most random conversation. He goes along with it. He's awesome. Um, the third match that I did uh, was most recently. It was um, Nick, uh, J-Wow's husband. <laughs> I feel so bad. I just blanked on his last name. Um, yeah, it was uh, me versus Nick. Hold up. J-Wow J from, uh, from Jersey, Jersey Shore? Shore? Yeah. Her husband wrestles? Yeah, man. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, knew, he, I knew he was big dude, but I didn't know he wrestled. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it was a fun match. Uh, he ended up beating me as well, but it was, uh, you know, I actually was able to showcase my talent more so in this match than any others because it was a singles match. So it was a lot of fun. My time with AEW was, was pleasant. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to go back again. Now, now that Dark and Dark Elevation have since been canceled, I wouldn't mind going and working uh, and trying to get with uh, Ring of Honor or Collision or, you know, if uh, Rampage or uh, Dynamite have any openings, I'd love to do that as well. Yeah, man. Um, as Well, since you just mentioned that, uh, what would be, what's in the future? For Jake Logan, man, like, where do you see your star power going, man? Because you have you have it all. You have the looks, you have the in ring presence, man. You have uh, you're saying your name when you go out to the ring for people to remember you, and uh, you know, obviously, you got a lot of eyes on you uh, from all over the place, and you're drifting gold. So, what is next for the great Jake Logan? Well, I. I have no doubt I'm going to be in the WWE. You know, I, I've pushed so long and so hard and I refuse to give up on this. I, I will be in WWE in some form or fashion. Yeah. I love that. Um, you mentioned that you uh, were at the performance center, man. Uh, can you give us a little bit of insight? And I know Mr. Everything you've been in the performance center also, uh, but can you just talk to uh the program that they have there and, and, you know, uh, how they're preparing new stars for tomorrow. So I used to be one of those guys, one of those indie wrestlers who were just like, you know, I hate that they're giving these tryouts to all these college athletes. They're not passionate like us independent wrestlers are and this and that. I used to be that guy, but after, you know, this last year and a half, I've been doing a lot of work with the, the WWE. Like, 
I've been able to make some friendships and make some real connections with some of these people that have come in. And yeah, there are those who you can kind of tell that, you know, maybe this is just something to try, you know, but there are those who I've actually been able to help and, and see and watch get better and, and just watch their passion grow. You know, like you can be passionate about multiple things in life. There's, there's no, there's no cap when it comes to your dreams or what you want in life. You know what I'm saying? If you want something, go for it. And so for some of these athletes, it's like, okay, they've accomplished what they've wanted to accomplish in this sport. Here's an opportunity that's being presented to me. Let me see if I can do this. You know what I'm saying? And, and yes, would I love to be in their position? Absolutely. Would, and, and I've, had some promises that I'm hoping are fulfilled by the end of this year. And, um, but these, these athletes, man, like there's, there's some of them that I've made a real connection with and like, just looking into their eyes, you can see like, this is something that they want to do long-term and I'm super happy and I'm super proud of the ones that I've been able to help and, and, and make get better. And, you know, most notably like, um, uh, people who are, who, the the i'm not going to name names but um the people who are in there who are wanting to actually learn and get better um i'm just i'm I'm blessed to be able to be there to see their growth and 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 i i wish nothing but good things for them oh man that's awesome um we mentioned who would be your dream match but just so happens if you were to, for instance, we have money in the bank coming up, right? If you were in that money in the bank match and you won the uh, the briefcase for money in the bank, which champion currently on the WWE roster would Jake Logan challenge for their belt? Would it be Roman Reigns? Would it be Seth freaking Rollins? Would it be Gunther? Or would it be Austin Theory? Hmm. I would say I would pick the one who's going to give me the best story. The one that's going to give me the best connection with the audience. Because okay. that's that's what I strive to do in my matches. I don't I don't care about doing a hundred flips or or you know. Uh, 20 super kicks. I, I'm I'm in there to tell a story. I want the fans, if I'm in an independent promotion, and even if I'm first on the card, I want to tell a story so good in all of my matches that the crowd not only remembers me by name, but want to come back because of how emotionally invested they were into my story. And so if I was in that Money in the Bank match, Whatever person makes the most sense to give the best story, that's who I would pick. Okay. Awesome. So you say you're going to avoid Gunther's chop? That's what you said? Hey, man. <laughs> I I took the big overhand from Keith Lee. I, I can take Gunther's chop. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I like that. Well, man, listen, uh, we're going to let you go in a minute, but listen. 
I want to do something uh, a little interesting because at the beginning of the podcast, man, you and Mr. Everything had a little back and forth. So, just saying, if there was ever a rematch, I'd win. I want to hear a promo from you, Jake Logan, to Mr. Everything, and from Mr. Everything to Jake Logan. It's a brand new uh, segment that we created. Uh, beautiful people, we got to take you back to promo school and our best damn promos. Uh, Mr. Jake Logan, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you get the floor and say whatever you have to say to Mr. Everything the next time you guys face each other. Hold up. He's a champ. He's a champ. He's going to last. It's challenger. Oh, okay. All right. Chef, all right. All right. All right. All right. Chef. All right. All right. Uh, Mr. Everything, you have the floor, my friend. Uh, Chef, I don't know why you did this to this man, but all right. <laughs> you are Jake Logan. You you say it everywhere you go. You You make sure no one forgets it. And I like that about you. Because every time we step in the ring, I remind you without even having to say it that I'm Mr. Everything. Every time we step in the ring, you feel it. With every punch, every kick, every slam, every time I wrap my arms around you and try to choke you out, you understand that I am Mr. Everything. I don't have to say it. I don't have to repeat it. You feel it. You talk about emotion. That's what I do every time I step in the ring with you. I draw the emotion out of you. I draw the drive out of you. I make you want to want work harder, want to fight harder. You always say, if you don't like me, fight me. I love you, dude. You're one of the greatest opponents I've ever had in my 14 career. So it isn't that I don't I want to fight you because I don't like you. I'm going to fight you because I want you to know that not only do I respect you, but you're going to give me the respect. You're going to understand that I am Mr. Everything for a reason. Not just because it sounds cool, not because it looks cool on a flyer, but because every time I step in that ring, I show you without a shadow of a doubt that every time you say my name. You have to say it loud. You have to say it proud. And you have to say it with conviction. Or you have to keep my name out your damn mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shots fired. Shots fired. Mr. Everything. Oh, man. Jake Logan. What do you have to say about what Mr. Everything just said, sir? You know, Mr. Everything, Victor, I, I could say I love being in there competing with you. I could say, yeah, you got the best kicks. I could say you're a great wrestler, but I'm not going to. You respect yeah. me. You think I'm a good wrestler. You think I'm one of the best opponents that you've ever had. Of course I am. Because you haven't beaten me for this title. That's You're always in it for the challenge, aren't you, Victor? The challenge of wanting to be better than the other guy, but you haven't been able to get that past 
You haven't been able to get this title back around your waist. No, every time you and I are in the ring together, I leave you laying on the mat with your child crying over your unconscious body. But that's your fault. You exposed him to that. You exposed him to the beating that Jake Logan can give. So yeah, go ahead and respect me. But I hate you. So anytime you want to get in the ring with me again, Victor, it doesn't matter. Because I'm Jake Logan. So fight me anytime. Let me say something to you really quick. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to say this as clear as I can. Don't bring up my son again. I, I want you to really understand what I'm saying to you right now. Don't bring up my son again. I try to do this in the most respectable way, but it appears that I have to do to you what your father should have did a long time ago. And that's whooped that ass. You see, he should have told you that he's going to stop you from training because you wasn't ready then. And when we get in a ring together one more time, you won't be ready then. I'm telling you right now, Jake, this isn't going to be a traditional wrestling match between the two of us. You have elevated it to a real fight. I may be chasing you for the title. I may be challenging you for the title. But it's one thing that you have to do is you have to prove that you can keep that title. You see, Victor, that's where you're wrong. I have nothing to prove to you. I don't have to be in the ring with you. But for you, it seems like you have to be in the ring with me. Like I said before, you you have to be better than the person that you're going against. For some reason, that's the vibe that I get from you. You have to be better than that person. You can't just stop. You don't know how to stop. And Victor, that's going to get you hurt. And that's going to leave your, your kid crying over your unconscious body every single time. I'll bring up your kid if I want. If that strikes a nerve, punch me in the face. Do it. Because I'm going to punch you right back. Victor, we can keep going and going and going. But you're never going to be as good as me. Because I'm Jake Logan. Bitch. Woo! Woo! Let that breathe. Let that breathe. Clear there. Clear there. Oh man. Woo, y'all took a little personal promo school, boy. I won't I won't I won't respect that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Won't respect that, but that was uh great promos from both of you guys, man. Uh little heavy. We're going to see uh, what transpires from this whole thing. But thank you both for uh, attending Promo School. Mr. Jake Logan, please, sir, uh, let us know what you got going on and where can we find you. 
July 8th, I'll be back in Wilmington, North Carolina at UPWA defending my, you know, my heavyweight championship that Victor will never hold again. Mm. I got a lot of shows coming up. You can follow me on my Facebook and my Instagram. It'll show you everything that's got that I've got going on. Um, Instagram is at official uh, Jake Logan. Facebook.com slash I'm Jake Logan. Um, I'm also I've also got my new business, Passion Apparel. You can follow uh, the Instagram at Passion Apparel 23. Uh, I make shirts for pro wrestlers, combat, uh, uh, sports combat fighters. You know, um, I try to do it at a cheap price so that investing in yourself can just be easier than, you know, the, the other guys that are out there. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, uh, uh, this was fun. Uh, Victor, uh, you know, I mean, I mean everything I said with disrespect, so. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. Well we're gonna we're gonna leave on a positive note. Uh every Wednesday we try to give the beautiful people uh a, a word of motivation, uh something to help them get through the week. Uh Jake Logan, do you have a final word or word of motivation for the beautiful people? Uh if you're just starting out. Shut your mouth and keep your ears open. Uh, and you'll never be Jake Logan, but strive to be as good as Jake Logan. Damn right. Damn right. A uh, great word of motivation from the great Jake Logan. Uh, any final words uh, to Mr. Everything that you have to say? I think I've said everything that I need to say to him. He's he's in my past. He's in the rearview mirror now. Oh, man. Well, listen, thank you uh, for coming on to the show. Uh, Mr. Everything is very stoic right now. He looked like he got something to say. You got you got some, <laughs> some parting words for our guests, Mr. Everything? I'll see you July 8th. Ooh. Oh, oh, you know, uh, sorry, Victor, you're cutting out. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen. Man. Woo! Mr. Everything. Let that breathe a little bit. Uh, Chef, what'd you think about that whole, that whole banter back and forth, man, between these two juggernauts in the ring, man. Uh, I'm over here sweating. I don't know what <laughs> what happened. <laughs> what you thinking, Chef? Uh, sound like World War Three to me. <laughs> I think we war. may have started World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, look, I don't even know how to go into to the wrestling news after that, man. Uh, but thank you jake logan for the interview man if you guys want to go and check out the great logan jake logan go check him out on all of his platforms facebook instagram all that jazz uh chef you got some trivia for us man 
All right. While Trent Chef is getting us ready uh, for our little uh, wrestling trivia that you guys enjoy, let's talk about some hot topics real quick on the news, man. Your girl Mercedes Monet has a brand new movie coming out. It's called The Collective uh, with Tyrese and Ruby Rose. It looks like it's a it's a, a team of assassins. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a team of assassins. It looks good. I'm not sure uh, what Mercedes Monet's part in it, but if she is in this movie, I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty interesting, man. Uh, fellas, let me know what you guys think about Mercedes Monet being back on the big screen. I, I think the last time we saw her, uh, she was in The Mandalorian. So let me guys, let me know what you guys think about Mercedes Monet uh, being in the brand new movie, The Collective, and it's just going to brighten her star moving forward within her career. Let me ask that question to Mr. Everything, Victor. Andrews. Well, truthfully, I I, <laughs> I haven't seen The Mandalorian, so I don't even know. I didn't even know she was she's even done some acting before. Yeah. Um, everything is possible, man. I always tell people. I say it a lot. If you're gonna do this professional wrestling thing, have something to fall back on because you're not going. You're not guaranteed to do it for the rest of your life. Um. So her stepping into the big screen and trying her acting chops is going to be good for her as long as she's not as bad as Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was horrible. She was horrible. I thought, I thought Ronda did pretty good in the Expendables. The, <laughs> she was pretty she decent did. in the Expendables. Even in Fast and Furious, she did a good job. Fast and Furious, she was horrible. No. She fought. I don't even remember Damn her in Fast and Furious. <laughs> That's all I liked about it. She was fighting. And see, look, and Brian, Brian is a movie buff, and he don't even remember her being in Fast and Furious. He wasn't paying attention, duh. <laughs> which, which Fast and Furious was that? The one when they were in, uh, when they went and stole that Dubai. car out of the building. Yeah, they was in Dubai. In, in, in Dubai? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she was in that. She was the, a, a bodyguard or something. Yeah, they yeah. yeah I do remember her in that. Okay. She, got, she got beat up. Yeah, she got beat up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that wrestlers moving into that realm, man, where uh, they're able to really act and use other elements that they learned in the wrestling ring is great. I think that um, Mercedes Monet is going to be a star, man, especially if she gets a little bit more uh, screen time, and depending on how the collective does in the movie theaters, this might be a new wave for Mercedes Monet and let, it, let her leave the wrestling alone. If she left right now, um, she will be on top. I think if she left right now, she would be um, she she would she would be on top. She would be she would have a Hall of Fame career, even if she stopped right now and just started. Uh, acting. It's almost like The Rock. You know, The Rock really only wrestled for like three, what, three or four years, maybe? A little bit over that. The Rock didn't wrestle long. He, he wrestled like maybe like less, than, it was less than five years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's been about 15. The Rock? Yeah. At, at the top of his career when he was in the WWE? Oh, before he started acting? Yeah, before he started acting. He oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, yeah, it was short, probably about five, five, seven years. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, he he did not wrestle long at all. <laughs> he, he went straight to Hollywood. He was like, see ya. I'm not wasting my career. Um, but you know, Mercedes Monet or Sasha Banks, as she's affectionately called, man, she can definitely do the same thing. Um, if she decided to leave right now, she would have a Hall of Fame wrestling career. And then she would be on top of, of Hollywood. And I think that a lot of people will be knocking at her door to come and see uh, Mercedes Monet come and do her thing in the wrestling ring, man. So, uh, Mr. Everything, you alluded to it, man. Wrestlers got to do something else, uh, you know, kind of supplement their income, especially when they're not wrestling uh, a full schedule. So I think that this might be a great move for her moving forward if she decides to keep that train going. But we shall see, man. But I'm excited to see what it looks like and what, uh, you know, acting chops Mercedes Monet might have. You know what I'm saying? If she's going to karate chop somebody in the throat, maybe she might do the bank statement in the movie. We don't know. But we <laughs> shall see. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, fellas. Um, let's go over to Monday Night Raw real quick. When we saw a banger of a match, um, we saw... Sami Zayn versus Gunther, a match that I did not think was going to happen or a match that I did not think I needed to see. But I'm glad I saw it because it was really good. Fellas, did you get a chance to check out Gunther versus Sami Zayn? Let me ask uh, Chef that question. Chef, did you get a chance to check that out? Yes, and I did not like it. You did not like Gunther versus Sami Zayn? That was an instant classic, man. What did you not like about Gunther versus Sami Zayn? Because you knew Gunther was going to win. Of course, you knew Gunther was going to win, but <laughs> the match was still good. No, 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 there was no doubt in my mind that Gunther was going to win that match. Nothing about that match said Sammy was going to win. So why watch it? It was just a waste of our time to watch Sammy get beat on. No, because I always enjoy a good Gunther chop, and I'm not. I'm never just going to not watch a Gunther's match. When I know somebody was going to get chopped, I always kind of watch a Gunther match to see how his opponents is going to react to being chopped in 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 wherever. You know what I'm saying? It just looks so painful every time. Um, I thought the match was good, Mister Everything. Did you get a chance to check out Sammy versus Gunther? I have not, bro. I've I've been all over the place, traveling and and working. Um, so I've been so busy. I, I honestly am uh, ashamed to say I'm probably two weeks behind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am because, uh, you know, the work schedule, the tent has just started with the fireworks. Um, wrestling has picked up a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm very behind. But I'm, I plan to catch up on Friday. I have some time available to be able to catch up with some stuff on Friday uh, so I can be ready for money in the bank. But it does sound like um, they're setting up for something because you just had Kevin Owens in Gunther and now you have Sami Zayn in Gunther. So it seems like there may be a, a setup for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Imperial again for the tag titles. I did overhear that it's going to be uh, pretty deadly facing them for the titles at Men in the Bank, or am I mistaken there? But um, that's going to be a very interesting. That's a very interesting competitor um, match all in itself. Um, but I feel like they they're setting up for Imperium to come in and take those tag titles. 
I kind of feel that way too. And if anybody, a tag team that has the momentum to be able to do it, I think it's Imperium, because right now, uh, they're poised. They're on every show. Uh, they're very dominant. Uh, the only other team that I can think about doing something like that is Judgment Day. But Judgment Day is preoccupied because everyone in Judgment Day has a match except for Rhea Ripley. Dominic has a match against uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, Damian Priest is in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And Finn Balor has a championship match against Seth freaking Rollins. So, you know, Judgment Day is all over the place. But, you know, going back to Monday Night Raw, Becky Lynch had just got finished competing uh, and she saw Rhea Ripley backstage and she ran into her she, and, and Rhea was like, you better hope that you don't win that money in the bank contract because it's not going, it's not going to end well for you. Your career will be ended here in the WWE. And Becky pretty much just looked at her and said, Hey, when I was champion, I defended that belt every chance I got in every town, in every major event. She called Rhea a main event groupie. And it made sense to me when she said it because she has not been competing for that belt. The last match that she had was against Selena Vega in uh, Puerto Rico and for the foreseeable free, for the foreseeable future, other than Becky Lynch, there are no competitors to Rhea Ripley. Uh, she doesn't feel threatened, and she's really been involving herself into a lot of the men's matches, uh, staying beside her dirty dom down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but she's kind of been avoiding matches on, on Monday Night Raw with the women. And I'm pretty sure the women's locker room is starting to kind of feel that a little bit, and uh, they're going to start revolting against it soon. So hopefully, you know, Rhea Ripley has some matches coming up soon, but Money in the Bank should be interesting. Whoever wins that Money in the Bank match uh, might give Rhea a run for her money. I, I uh, think uh, I think what, what's happened is WWE has put Rhea at a level almost like on, if you think about like a Roman Reigns top level. You know, she's at a level where she's constantly getting in men's faces where the the current women's division doesn't even make sense for her to even be involved with. You know, you got small women like uh, Zelina Vega, who's phenomenal and great competitor, but she does not match with a Rhea Ripley in terms of size. When Rhea is stepping in faces with someone like a Solo Sokoa and a Kevin Owens, you know, she's stepping in these big men's faces. Um, it would have to be a situation where if she had a match and it's something drug out, big, you know, a big, strong person like uh, a Bianca Belair or uh, um, uh, uh, what's your girl name? Raquel Rodriguez. Um, someone who can really stand toe-to-toe with her and really have her expend some energy out. And then someone cashes in. Someone small cashes in and win, you know, the title. That would be the only way she would lose if she did not lose to someone her size. So I think WWE has put her in a position where she's pretty much untouchable. So, yeah, it may look like she's running from him, but she's pretty much telling him, look, you're not even worth my time. You're not even worth me even being worried about because look at me and what look at what I've done. What have you done? Like, they would have to show something. Like, I would say, like, a Zoe Stark would have Ooh. to be the one to kind of dethrone a Rhea Ripley or uh, – 
if they decided to, to pull one of them from the tag teams, it would be uh, Caden Carter, who could probably give uh, Rhea a run for her money. But all the other ones, they're just too small. Yeah, man, you brought you brought up a really good point, man. I really want to see some competition for Rhea. To be honest with you, it almost reminds me of when China had the women's title. Yes. When China had the women's title, there was no competition for China. There was no, it got so bad that China had to compete with the men. <laughs> there was there was no woman that could stop China at that time. Even on today's roster, I still don't think there are no women that can give China a run for her money. Uh, uh, China in her prime would destroy Rhea Ripley. I'm sorry. <laughs> China in her prime would destroy Rhea Ripley. China in her prime would destroy uh, Charlotte Flair. Now, you know, I'm a huge Charlotte Flair fan, but China was just a different type of beast, and I think that's what I'm feeling with Rhea Ripley, how they have Rhea poised at the top of the women's division with no competition. And so we'll, we'll see, man. Uh, we're going to talk about money in the bank in a second. Uh, but real quick, man, I want to uh, say that I'm happy to report that Liv Morgan is back in a WWE ring. Chef, uh, I'm talking about your favorite Liv Morgan, man. How you feel to have let Liv back <laughs> with, uh, with Raquel Rodriguez, man? How you feel? About Liv being back in the women's division, I rather, I would rather, I would really rather see Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle, really? Hornswoggle. <laughs> oh man, you better put some respect on Liv's name, Chef. You talking about you would rather see Hornswoggle than Liv Morgan? Oh he, man, he wants better. He has a better wrestling style than Liv. Like Liv can't wrestle. She sucks. Like oh my god, I like I rather see Hornswoggle and Wee Man wrestle than Liv Morgan. <laughs> oh man, come on, you gotta give your girl Liv some love, man. Liv, Liv been uh, you know, kind of stocking up on her star power, man. I think that she got a really good reception when she did come in. Um, we saw. Ronda Rousey versus Raquel. Well, Ronda Rousey picked up the win over Raquel. But it was good to see Liv Morgan back in the women's division. And we'll see what kind of uh, competition uh, she's going to give. I really want to see Raquel Rodriguez versus uh, Rhea Ripley. I think that match is going to be money when it does happen. Uh, one of the other matches that I wanted to mention real quick, man, was Carmelo Hayes versus Finn Balor. Carmelo Hayes. Monday Night Mellow made his debut. Uh, the boy looked good, man. And I know he got a lot of higher-ups looking at him saying, hey, I think this kid might be ready within the next couple of months to a year to come up the main roster. I'm not sure uh, what plans they would have for Carmelo. I like Carmelo as the NXT champion. And to be honest with you, he's really bringing some swag back to, uh, to NXT, man. And, you know, he is money for that brand. If they wanted to build that brand up, the NXT brand, they can definitely do it with Carmelo Hayes leading the front. But we saw uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Finn Balor in a barn burner of a match. It was absolutely good, Mr. Everything. I know you haven't checked it out, but if you get a chance, 
go check out that Carmelo versus Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor definitely pulled off the win on that thing, but Mark Carmelo Hayes looked good, man. And I can't wait for him to come over to Monday Night Raw just to show everybody what he can do. Uh, real quick, fellas, let's run over uh, this money in the bank, man. Let's do some predictions real quick. Uh, we got the Money in the Bank men's match with Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and the newly added Logan Paul. I want to go around the room real quick and see who you got your money's on. Mr. Everything, who do you have your money on for the men's Money in the Bank match? I got to say L.A. Knight. I have to say LA Knight. He's like okay. more like solarific hot right now. So yeah, I'm putting on LA Knight. Yeah. All right. Uh Chef, man. Uh who you got your money on for the men's money in the bank match? Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura. I like Shinsuke Nakamura. That's a good one. Um Real quick, uh, Mr. Everything, I know we got to let you go. Uh, I need your pick for the women's Money in the Bank match. Uh, we got Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, EO Skies, and Trish Stratus. Thank you, Trish. Who do you have your money on, Mr. Everything? With that one, I'm going to have to go with EO, EO Sky. EO Sky. All right, I like EO Scott for that. Um, I think that's pretty big. So you got EO Scott and uh, you say LA Knight? Yeah. All right. You heard Mr. Everything's pick for the money in the bank uh, matches. Me and Chef, we're going to go over the rest of uh, the lineup, man. But we'd like to thank you, Mr. Everything, for being on the show, man. Let everybody know what you got going on and where can they find you. Yeah, so uh, right now I work and uh, I have my fireworks tent up and running in Smithfield, North Carolina. So if you need some fireworks for the 4th of July, come through and see me, man, right there in front of the Walmart, right on Brightleaf Boulevard. Um, I have a show coming up this Saturday. I'm going to be stepping in the rain with Mr. Number One, George South, and uh, Elkin, North Carolina for the SEC Heavyweight Championship. July 4th, I have UPWA out in Wilmington, and July 8th, I have one uh, UPWA again where I'll finally get my hands on that punk Mark James. Um, mm. So that's going to be a very interesting fight. And coming this fall, coming this fall, I'll be making my debut in Quebec, Canada. Um, this past weekend, I went and did a tryout seminar for two companies out in uh, that came from Quebec, Canada. They came out to uh, Pennsylvania. And they both picked me up for their company. So, and my very first match already has been told to me that it's just strong possible I will be competing for the Cruiserweight Championship out there for Torture Chamber Pro Wrestling. So I'm very excited to go out there and showcase and show them how great I am, just like I do every week. So thank you guys. I want to see y'all next week. Ladies and gentlemen, the best damn wrestling podcast. If I'm going to leave you with something that's positive, don't write a check that your ass can't cash, even if you are Jake Logan.
<laughs> oh man. Chef. Man, they kind of got heated today, Jack. I don't know. <laughs> Woo. You know what I'm saying? Gotta air out the room a little bit. Might have to call Farrakhan or something in here for some peace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man, listen. Uh, real quick, let's run through these matches real quick for Money in the Bank. You got Cody Rhodes versus uh, Dominic Mysterio. I know you're excited to see this, Jeff. Who you got your money on? You got your money on Cody Rhodes or you got your money on Dirty Dog? Cody. Cody going in to beat the shit out of that boy. <laughs> he like, Cody going to beat the shit out of that boy. Yeah, man. Uh, I hope so. I, and, and I haven't really been rooting a lot for Cody Rhodes. But I think on this one right here, I'm going to have to root for Cody. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm going to have to. I think I'm gonna have to root for Cody on this one. Uh, you got Seth Rollins versus uh, Finn Balor, Chef Showtime. Who do you got your money on? You got your money on Seth freaking Rollins, or you got your money on Finn Balor? Oh my God, I got my money on Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins, man. I. You know what? I think I'm going to have to rock with Seth on this, even though Finn Balor is looking very dangerous. But to be honest with you, Finn is like 0 for 5. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he hasn't really bested Seth Rollins at all um, other than just attacking him and things like that. But I can definitely see Seth freaking Rollins pulling out the win on this whole thing. You got Gunther versus Matt Riddle, which I didn't even know was going to happen, but I think it's going to be a great match, man. Chef, well, you got your money on. You got your money on the ring, General, or you got your money on 420, Matt Riddle. Mr. 420, I'm going for Matt Riddle. You're going for Matt Riddle to beat Gunther at, for his Intercontinental Championship? It's, it, I'm just saying Matt Riddle, but we already know Gunther going to win it, so Matt man. Riddle. Matt Riddle, man. LP will be rolling rolling around on the floor. We're hearing that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you have the women's tag team match with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Chef, who you got your money zones? I have a feeling Raquel and Liv will pull out the win. Raquel, listen, Shayna and Ronda Rousey haven't even had the belts that long. And I completely forgot who were the women's tag team champions. Even though they had a banger on Friday, man, unifying the belts, uh, Isla Dawn and, and, uh, and, Isla Dawn and, and Alba Fire, um, they pushed them to the limits. You hear me? Uh, I almost thought that they was going to pull it off, and I kind of feel like they should have the way that they were wrestling because they led that match that was very dominant, and then at the end, uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler kind of pulled off the way. I don't know why they unified the belts. They could have left the NXT Tag Team Women's belts on NXT. It only makes sense for me because those women down there need something else to do with the Tag Team belts, gave them something to fight for. So now with the belts being on the tag team champions, how often are the women in NXT going to get a championship title match? 
You know what I'm saying? I have a feeling they about to bring out some new belts. That's why they did that. Like what they did with Roman Reigns. He had both of the belts, so they brought out a brand new belt. So I think it's going to be a brand new belt going to the NXT Women's Tag Team. No, I think they, they unified the belts, so I think that Ronda and Shayna are going to go to all three brands and, and defend the belt on all three brands like it started off in the beginning. But I was happy to see the NXT got their own tag team women's titles because, you know, it really brought up some strong competition for the women's division in Isla Don and, and Alba Fire and then uh Caden and, and and Kaylin, you know what I'm saying? Um that group. They 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 were great tag teams that came up through through NXT. So I'm not sure how that's gonna look moving forward. Uh and if I'm on the NXT roster, I'm gonna be terrified to fight Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. You know what I'm saying? Like, just those accolades themselves, not the actual ability in the ring, because we all know that Ronda can't lead a match, a match worth shit. But to be honest with you, I want, <laughs> I, I think that the women just having Ronda in there and being a, a legit badass man is going to be, uh, it's going to be challenging for a lot of women in NXT to kind of build up their star when you know they might get snuffed out by somebody that's not even really that great in the rest of the but that's why um, that's why they uh got live back they gonna make them lose the belt so it'd be an easier fight to go down to nxt had them fighting against uh raquel rodriguez and Liv morgan instead of ronda rousey and shanna baszler it might be a little easier to do <laughs> just might yes might uh but you got a point on that Man, let's go over to one of the biggest matches on the card, man. Chef, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Bloodline storyline, man, but the Bloodline is at Civil War. And now at Money in the Bank, we have Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns versus the Usos, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso. I think that that's going to be a great match, great storytelling. Um, this is the first Roman match that I'm actually really, really excited to see. Because I want to see how the storyline kind of kind of goes along. It's not about somebody defeating Roman for the belt. It's about family business and discord within the family, and who is going to lead the bloodline moving forward. As far as if Roman Reigns is going to do the noble thing and bring the family together, or he's going to just go with Solo and do his own thing. We'll see, man. But I want to really see how the how this storyline, the bloodline storyline, is going to play out and it's going to end. I'm not sure if they're going to end it at SummerSlam or if they're going to drag this out for a whole another year or so. But this bloodline storyline and the Civil War is definitely the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Nobody can touch it, and I really want to see how they move this story forward going forward. But Chef, who do you got your money on? You got your money on Roman and Solo. Or you got your money on the Usos. Uh, I have my money on the Usos, but that okay. storyline—that storyline like look, looks like it's about to come to an end. Because one, we already know who's gonna win the match. We know Roman and Solo's gonna win the match. Because if Roman lose with Solo, he's not the head of the table no more, and they're not trying to cut that off just yet. You know, mm. so I have a feeling they're going to do like a solo going to turn on Roman and he's going to be on the island of relevancy by himself. 
back to that one person instead of the bloodline, and then brothers gonna be together, and this whole gonna do his own little thing. Okay, I can I can see that. Um, I just want to see how the story ends, man. That's that's just, that's where I'm at with it, bro. I really just want to see how the story ends and how uh how they're gonna do this moving forward into SummerSlam, and who's Roman Reigns' as the next opponent. Because I'm trying to think, since Roman doesn't have a title match, whoever wins money in the bank that night, can they still cash it in on Roman during the tag team match? If they cash it in at the end of the tag team match, that's when they're going to let them do it. Because I don't think they can change it. You know what? Man. I'm so interested in the see. Does that mean the match would have to be like a hardcore street fight? So somebody could come in and interrupt the match. Because if it's a regular match, and somebody come in and just assault Roman Reigns, the Usos lose. This is where I see opportunity. <laughs> Obviously, I want LA Knight to win, but I know LA Knight ain't gonna win. I know that Logan Paul is gonna win this bet. I mean, win the win the uh the, the money in the bank. I know that Logan Paul is gonna win it because when he leaves the WWE wrestling ring, he's going to really have that briefcase on his podcast, on his shows, on everything that he's doing to promote to, to promote the Money in the Bank contract and promote the WWE product. If I'm smart, if I'm business-oriented, I'm going with Logan Paul. If I'm going with someone who I think can lead the new generation for the next five to ten years, as far as a potential star in the making, I'm going with LA Knight. Um, also a sleeper that nobody's talking about is Damian Priest, who just actually lost on Monday Night Raw. So I'm not sure what that's gonna do for him and his momentum. And he's been dominating everybody, but to see him lose again and to lose to Cody Rose, man, that kind of kind of stung a little bit, man. So, like I said, I want LA Knight to win. I definitely see Logan Paul winning this whole thing. And if Logan Paul does win, the best time for him to turn that shit in is that same night when the bloodline goes to Civil War. Now, it's a good part and a bad part about that because the good part is Roman Reigns is going to be expended. He's going to be tired. He's going to be a little worse for wear. And that'll probably be the best time for somebody to cash that in because there's no guarantee that Roman is even going to have a match at, at SummerSlam. I know he is, but we don't know because, hell, he ain't really been defending the belt lately. So <sighs> it's, it's, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm just excited to see uh, Money in the Bank this weekend, man. I think it's going to be great. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely popping some popcorn and watching that thing. But I got my money on Usos to win uh, versus Solo and Roman Reigns. I think that's going to progress the story forward if the if the Usos win. If the Usos lose, then I think the storyline kind of loses a little steam. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of you kind of got to let the Usos win to be able to drag the storyline up another couple of months or within the year if you plan on doing that. Well, fans, let us know who you got your money's on for money in the bank, the men's money in the bank, who you think going to win. 
the women's money in bank, who do you think gonna win? Uh, let us know in the comment box so you can go on our social media pages, man, and check us out and let you, let us know who you got going going into this thing, who you got your money on to win all of the money and the bank matches. We'll list them on our web pages and our social media pages, and you guys can uh, participate and let us know who's going to win money in the bank. Chef, whew. hell of a show, man. Hell of a show. Uh, let's go ahead and go into it, man. Let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you. Uh, right now, I'm just working. Take care of them kids. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook at Dante Hart. And you can find me on Twitch. Yeah, you can find me at Twitch, Dante Carter, or Chef Showtime. You know what I mean? That's Instagram, Chef Showtime. Snapchat, Chef Showtime. You know what I mean? That's what I'm all I'm doing is trying to live life. Stay healthy. All right, another word from the ship. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can find me on all platforms at Brian Renegade on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Snapchat, all that jazz. You can go to Brian Renegade and find out what your boy got going on. I always got some good stuff going on for you. And listen, if you want to follow our social media pages, well, only thing that you have to do is go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group, the B, the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can visit our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can go to Twitter. At Best Damn Crew, you can visit our Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, and you can visit us on TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, well, the only thing that you have to do is go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com/backslash The Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. For as low as five dollars, you can support the show. We got all kind of behind-the-scenes footage for you. We got all kind of new episodes for you. We got all kind of goodies for you. Shirts, bags, hoodies, all kind of goodies for your pleasure. So go over to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast to support your boys. Uh, Chef, you know we do this each and every Wednesday, man, you know, beautiful people ain't heard from you in a while, so you got to leave the people with a final word. Chef, do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Uh, hmm. Trust in yourself, because no one else will. That's a good word from Chef. Trust in yourself or no one else will. You got to believe in yourself, trust in yourself, and trust in your abilities. Because if you do not trust in your abilities and what you can do, no one else will believe in you or trust in you. That is a beautiful word from Chef. Showtime! Uh, <laughs> my word of the day would be Life does not get better by chance. Life gets better by change. If you want your life to get better, 
You have to figure out what changes you need to make within yourself, within your routines and within your life to be able to change it to something that you want to live. You know what I'm saying? You can't just hope and wish. You got to do something every day to work on yourself, work on your abilities, work on your communication skills, work on your empathy, work on your listening. Everything that would make you a better human being. Just try to do something, a little bit of something every day to work towards that change of making yourself a better person. That's all it is. And that's all it's going to be. Thank you, people, for listening to that word. The chef, do you think that's a word? Hmm? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's a great word from your boy, Brian Renegade. Well, look, people, I'm not going to hold you anymore. You done had all kind of stuff this episode. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we love you. And we will see you next week on the next best damn wrestling podcast. Chef, you are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. Beautiful people, we bid you. I do. Bye bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>